A first. <laughs> that was a good start. Let me take a, let me take a, yeah, we're rolling, right? We're still rolling. Hello, and welcome to Underplayed or Overrated. I am Tom. And I'm Paddy. And this is the uh, follow-up to the pilot episode. We got uh, renewed. We got, we got picked up for a series. <laughs> picked up by our own. We picked ourselves up for, for a series. Touch and go there for a minute, but I think we just scraped it. Just about. Uh, I nearly pulled the plug on any funding. <laughs> the zero costs that we uh, that we asked for. Um, but yeah, so as it was before, if you listened to the Fleetwood Mac episode, um, we are going to carry on just taking albums that are universally loved in the history of albums that appear on all of those crazy lists that people like Rolling Stone and people like that what, put out. What list are these from? They're honestly, it's it's a mix, mainly because I want to keep I want to keep the genres sort of fresh, and certain publications obviously tend to veer towards different genres. So, um, to be fair, the first few I know that the the first three that we've done, including this session that we're recording today all appear pretty damn universally on everyone's ev- everyone's like top 30 yeah. albums of all time list i can see yeah i could see that like you know and and without further ado we, we, everyone knows which one we're already doing because it's on the episode i would episode i would title. hope that it's that it's correctly put on the title yeah so today it's it's abbey road it's the beatles it's the Beatles, it is it? what it is. Yeah, it's the Beatles. I mean, th- there's there's probably four Beatles records that could easily be discussed on this podcast. They probably will be at some point. We're going to set a, a ground rule that one one art, artist can only really appear once per season. We're going to try and do them in ten. I get, stu- we, I so. get stuck on Beatles albums because I never. I'm not a big Beatles head. So yeah, I, me neither, I, really. I know that the White Album is one, and that's just sort of more... It's got, like, Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds on it and shit. Uh, White, White Album is probably, like, the connoisseur's favourite Beatles album. Helter Skelter is that one that would be Possibly. considered? Uh, no. So, Fucking uh, tune Revolver is, is one that always appears pretty is, hard. Yeah, I think Revolver is the one with Helter Skelter on it, right? Possibly. I think, I think Revolver is one of the early ones, right? That's yeah. I mean, we can look this up. We I'm, can. We, Wikipedia is available. Wikipedia, and it will be our friend on this podcast. So, um, oh, actually, Revolver. Yeah, Revolver is like the seventh album. Wow. Um, so it is still late on. I guess. I guess actually, until they're like fifth, sixth, seventh albums, a lot of the stuff that they were doing was just like rock and roll covers and stuff, wasn't? Yeah. It? Um, with a few of the Oh, right, like Yellow Submarine. It's like Helmet Hair Beatles and then, and then Long Hair Beatles. Eleanor beard Rigby's be- on Revolver, that stuff. Um, round hair, that, round Glasses Beatles. Yeah, so that um, that that often appears. Abbey Road obviously appears. Um, I think Sergeant Pepper's and the White Album, like all four of them are pretty universally loved. This is just the one we sort of went for first. Not get back. I suppose that's more now, isn't it? Get Just... back's like yeah. I feel like so. This that I guess leads us into a bit of like um, a bit of background. So this this is the eleventh album by the Beatles. Abbey Road. But by the way, those eleven albums were in the space of like. Like eight, seven, eight, seven, seven or eight years. Yeah, right? it's not a lot of time, um, is it? I mean, they 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 just lived it. Didn't they they um, stopped performing live and became a studio band. Yes, much like Steely Dan did. Oh no, yeah, I've got it in for the episode. Swung, swung it. So yeah, so basically a bit of, a bit of the background on this. Let it be and get back were two records. I think get back. Was that released sometime after? Was that a scrapped project? Like, I don't know much about Get Back. You've watched the documentary, though, right? I haven't. So so. I think the idea was they were going to um, write it on a TV show or something and perform it. Right. And it that's why they were, like, on the soundstage at the start. Yeah. And, like, come up with it as they were going. 
I mean, I think we just that never materialized. We just kept filming. We just kept yeah. filming it and just kept making it. And yeah, at least I think we, you know, we brought it out as an out al- just as a regular album, and then okay. So yeah, yeah so, I don't know, so really. get back and let it be. Both came out, I believe, after Abbey Road did, but Abbey Road was the last recording session that they did as a four. Right. So Yoko, Yoko, Yoko was probably sat there in in the room. Yeah, cig- I mean, I mean, there's 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 a reading, song reading a paper. There's a song on here about Yoko. Oh, okay. Which we'll get to. On this one, I've not done the same thing as I did in Fleetwood Mac, where I was like desperately trying to figure out what it was all about. I've just sort of tried to be more. What do I think about this song? What is yeah, good, what well, is what is good about it? What's funny about it? I guess I think our one piece of feedback to ourselves after that first episode probably ties into that, which is maybe we need to sl- slim d- it down, dial the bit. research back yeah, a little so, bit. Yeah. So yeah, I think I was pretty fam- I was pretty familiar with this album before. I've I don't know, like I'm I'm always a little bit mixed on the Beatles. Like I can listen to them, but. I'm it, never going to sit there on a... It turns out I know this really well because um, I used to work somewhere, like a small like marketing com- like agency, and it was like me and like the guy who ran it and like somebody else, and he the guy who ran it was like in charge of the music all day, right? And he, right. he had like right. a he had a like, we had a work playlist, and it, it had Abbey Road on it, but he he did this thing a lot where he would just delete tracks he didn't like. <laughs> so it would be like so i know like probably like nine of these you know what i mean very yeah. well and then the rest of it like oh right yeah unless unless like you just zero in out maybe if it, it was all of it but i just it didn't zero in on all of it because it's yeah not all great as we'll find out <laughs> yeah so anyway without further ado then yeah track yeah. one come together if you want to listen along to the record with us, perfect opportunity to pause and come back for track one. So yeah, come together. Uh, was it Guitar Hero? <laughs> you know they, what? That, that gave this song the resurgence. The first time I ever heard this, funnily enough, funnily enough, was on a Michael Jackson Greatest Hits album. He just did a cover of. Oh really? He just did a cover of "Come Together" on it. I mean, it, a lot of people and have, have covered this song. I thought it was his for, ye- for when I was younger. So I was like, oh, this one's good. But yeah, this is way better than all the rest of the songs on this. I mean, it's it's just a fucking good song, isn't it? Let's, let's be real, to be honest. Yeah, I, it is a good song. I'm not 100% sure. The riff is, like, iconic. Yeah, the riff, the riff, the bass riff is insane. Um, it It's just, it's, and it's one of the very few songs on this record, I think, that are, like, anthemic. Like, Beatles have a few anthemic songs. I think, like, Hey Jude being the obvious one. But this is in that sort of same And like kudos to like box, right? Yeah. Like kudos to like Ringo because it's like the, the rhythm of it and like the beat. Yeah. Is like you don't it, it's not like anything else, is it really? Like the way no. it sort of like, like it's like These on the offbeat. On this are insanely good as well. I think I think the common misconception based on that silly quote that was it McCartney gave. He's sort of shunned a bit, isn't he, Ringo, as being not a very good drummer. But it's like actually he's I mean, he's not he's not tearing up trees, is he? But he he's a good enough drummer. He's like he's a good drummer. Yeah, he like, he is a good shit. he is a good drummer. Like he, he, we brought him in as like our new drummer because we obviously kicked out the, the first guy. Yeah. Um Pete. I don't know. Best. Possibly that name does ring a bell. I wanted to say Richard. Research, I wanted to say Richard Starkey, but that's Ringo Starr. Yeah, that is that is Ringo. Yeah, that's it. That's just his normal. Good name. morning, Rich. <laughs> Best part of that. Of, uh, Ringo. Good morning, Paul. <laughs> right, but yeah. So it's. I think this is just like cool. It's just a. It's it's like that Beatles sixties cool sound. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's just something. There's a lot it. of vibe in there on this album. Yeah, there's there's a fair few songs that are, that are just like, I've got. Yeah, there's there's several 
but this was the first one where you're just like, I'm in the 60s. This song sounds like... A lot of this album in particular, I think, sounds... We envisage the 60s as a, particularly in our country, I don't probably, the, yeah, probably Americans like this is what, well. like what like, 1969 like, in London sounds we, like. We're just like, we live the sixties through the Beatles because that's how big the Beatles. Yeah. Were. I think, I think people probably don't get that now because bands and people like that aren't, I guess like that cultural, like revolution. So, yeah. So, and like sort of meant like mental metaphysical thing of like people like, sort of subculture and like drugs and different ways of thinking yeah like, like the, the beatles are the conduit of the uk for that aren't we like they are the ones who led it through the 60s i guess they're the ones who were like leading it for us it's like and, and america as well i think yeah like, probably yeah well, probably mo- well most of most of the world to be honest like i'm trying to think of anybody else like, I mean, El- Elvis. Like the doors. Elvis is probably like the the other the other person. Not C- Creedence like, Clearwater Revival. But, they they were fucking good. But like, in terms of pop, it's like the birth of the pop star instead of just being like a an art like a band, isn't it? So like, Elvis, yeah. Elvis came along first, obviously. Yeah. That was huge. And then the Elvis sixties though. He's is no, it, he's, he's like fifties like rock and roll, right? and then yeah. he did like. So, He's, then he went away and he did like disco Elvis, <laughs> disco Elvis, like karate chops and shit. Disco Elvis isn't real; he can't hurt you. Uh, <laughs> but disco Elvis. <laughs> um, but like the Beatles were on another level. Like w- people talk about like Taylor Swift being like this huge thing now, right? Where at the moment, like the world seems to be fucking obsessed with Taylor Swift. But it's like the Beatles yeah. make her look like fucking no one. Like, that's how big they were. Like, there, I don't think there were many people on the planet that wouldn't have recognised the Beatles if they walked past them on the street. Do you think it's because there was just less bands to, to find? Possibly. I, like, I don't... I, you know what I mean? I like, it's really hard to explain. put yourself in that situation, isn't it? But, like... What I can't really explain is what was so special about the Beatles in the 60s to make them that... Like, I don't know... Yeah, why really. they became... Like, the, why they were the ones that became... I, I, I think Paul and John were brilliant songwriters. That that's, but was there anything? I don't know. Like they were huge, and they were good. But I'm not 100 percent sure what made them stand out because they couldn't have been the only band, particularly in the early days of the band when they got so huge. Well, it's like. For, to get peek behind the curtain a little bit, listeners, we're doing Michael Jackson thriller as well today, and I suppose like to compare him, to compare the Beatles to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is like a talented individual who can sing and dance, but can't necessarily write a song. Whereas the Beatles are a group of in, a group of people who aren't dancers and you know they're not performers particularly but can just fucking mm-hmm. just make incredible music and like how like they, and they must have just always been able to do it perhaps yeah i mean well it's just like that that track that they've finished and released like at, and uh, just for four of them as well i always find that, interesting like they didn't like you know what i mean like very few collaborations or like we might get the bloke to come and play like hammond on it every now and again yeah or yeah i think obviously that black dude on like, the Clapton, get back Clapton. fuck harry clapton. <laughs> clapton don't get me started on clapton yeah, but, but he was he was quite prominent i think within like their circle at times i think the 60s but it seems like george brings him up a lot and paul and, and john roll their eyes a lot at, at, at him being brought up like a oh, fucking clapton what the fuck <laughs> is eric doing here fuck off eric <laughs> so yeah so th- that's i think that come together sort of sums up this album doesn't it in terms of like it's just it is it is the period like it's that period of time summed up in a song. Which which one? Sorry, come together. Yeah. Is. yeah, 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 yeah. But then something. We're on to two. track two now. Again, note to pause if you want to. But my notes on this one are 
Is this is this like the birth of space rock? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it sounds like, like it's, it's like Bowie's Floyd, in space. Yeah, Floyd, Floyd, <laughs> Bowie, Leonard Skinner. Weirdly, it's like they, they made, I think Leonard Skinner based their entire sound, like their entire guitar sound, yeah. on the way that George plays the intro to this song. Interesting theory on George. He does his best solos when it's his song. And he can't be asked when it's somebody else's. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. That's what I've got. That's what I've gleaned from this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. From this, I, listening to this, I'll like. I'm not like a Beatles aficionado by any stretch, but um, George George has always been my favorite Beatle. I don't know why. There's just something something a bit more. When you figure find out which songs he wrote, yeah, yeah. you can get you can see it, and it's a lot of like you did before. He would have had a bigger solo career. Yeah, my guitar gently weeps. Notwithstanding, yeah, got my mind set on you is like the only other like huge hit he had. Really, yeah, those two in it. That's a tune, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I say, you can hear a lot of, and I think I think that's probably why he's my favorite Beatle. Is that I think that he's like he's a rock, like it's almost like he was like the rock element of what's going on here. So like everything that he wrote, I feel like inspired further like rock music i guess maybe because he was he was knocking about with um eric clapton who was like in his pump with cream cream he probably had was more dialed into that scene than the other other three were possibly i I do think i do think john meanwhile meanwhile eric was dialed into his wife (laughs) i don't think that's um is also, that, is that confirmed? I don't think so. I don't know. But also, <laughs> as we've learned, and as is the um, as is the catchphrase of the podcast, you can't defame the dead. So, okay, so we're fine. We're fine. Um, so with this one, then, yeah. So this is a George song. The first one uh, come together is a John song. I don't think we've mentioned that. So that is a John song. Oh, that one's a John song. It is a John song, yeah. Which is, you can tell, because it's got that swinging 60s. It's, it's mel- like, it sounds like he's got a fag like, on. Yeah. And that's John. Yeah. Sounds like exactly. someone's got a fag um, on. It's got like just cool, like John's stuff is always like, it's just cool. Cool guy songs. Cool, man. Yeah, cool guy songs. Um, I think that's why he's the worst Beatle. <laughs> what, John? He tries too hard. Oh, I don't know. Not so he smacks his wife about a lot. Ooh. Ooh. Can't defame the dead. <laughs> True though, like um, and kids, like some some horrendous stories about John Lennon. All right, okay, less <laughs> less the better. <laughs> Funnily, I've, one of the weirdest spots is where I've been is the spot where he died. Ooh. So when I was in New York, I was on a bus tour. And it oh like God, there. It's like that's modelling, isn't it? Just next to uh, Central Park in in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he got shot dead. He got shot dead. He got shut down. Um, Papa. So yeah, I, I don't think there's too much to say about that one, is there? Other than it's, it's. I really like that song. It's just you a really good song. It's yeah, song. it's, it's, it's just. An, I think it's my favorite one on the album. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, uh, definitely not my favorite. No, song. it's number three. Um, Maxwell Silver Hammer. Yeah, not a true story. I looked it up. So, so it's not based on an actual, it's not based like, on an actual act, uh, hammer wielding murderer. No, oh. uh, my, my, my notes here daft in it. It is cinematic and theatric, dated. Really, I think it's very dated. Now. Murders his girlfriend before he got at pictures for some reason. Then he goes to his school somehow after that and murders yeah. his teacher for some reason. And then he is in court to answer for his crimes and murders the judge yeah. for some reason. It's like I've got a. A note here. The chorus is actually pretty good. Yeah, it, it all just sounds a bit like a. Soundtrack. It's like a nursery like rhyme. A, I could yeah. imagine people being it like granddads and grandmas singing it to their like grandchildren. Yeah, like an old wives' tale sort of thing. It's like, oh, Maxwell. No, just like to you. get him to sleep. Like, oh, right. It's the kind of thing like some <laughs> some parents would do, or like my nana would do things like that. Just like sing like inappropriate songs is like lullabies oh i mean to be fair like i sometimes stray from the standard lullabies you have to try this one no maxwell silver hammer bang not... bang maxwell silver <laughs> you know first bit of singing on the episode though. um but yeah so yeah not a, not a great not a great do, song do, do, do. but this is a this is a paul song yeah it is yeah 
Um, He's Cheesy Paul. Cheesy Paul. Yeah. Being the first like, bit of Cheesy there's, Paul. There's really. two Paul McCartneys, isn't there? There's, there's yeah. like there's like badass Paul. There's like McCartney. genius Paul and there's cheesy Paul. And then there's shit Paul McCartney. Yeah. This one is shit Paul McCartney. He uh, goes in a mull of Kintyre pile. Yeah. So <laughs> But Mull of Kintyre. Track four. Track oh. four is also a Paul song. Can I just say before we move on from yes. Maxwell Silver Hammer? First time I ever saw this was on Newgrounds.com and someone made a video to it, like a cartoon, and it was absolutely graphic and horrendous, but brilliant. And I didn't know what the song was. Like I'd never see, I'd never heard the song before. Oh. And that's the first time I saw it, and it was great. Look it up if you if you can. Probably not. But just a, just another fun fun um, fun little fact about uh, Maxwell Silverhammer. Uh, John wanted nothing to do with this song. <laughs> Did he hate John, it? John fucked off. Uh, he called it He called it more of Paul's granny music. I <laughs> <laughs> just fucked off for two weeks with Yoko Ono and didn't come more back. More of Paul's fucking granny music. Yeah, yeah. Basically. He's dead he, right as well. He was waiting for Come Together, which was his song, like for the recording to start on that. So he just fucked off and came back when that was done. So he could lay down his... His tracks on that. Oh, what that's a, amazing. What a legend. Sometimes... Um, Harrison was also tired of the song, saying, we had to play it over and over again until Paul liked it. It was a real drag. Oh, this is great. Um, so, yeah. No, We've only one... Only take one, of Maxwell's Silver Hammer, guys. Only, only a quarter of the bit. I mean... That was my absolutely spot-on Paul McCartney impression. So... Can't do uh, it again. Only... only a third of the Beatles that didn't write the song. One, it. two, Ringo one, two, Star. three, four. Ringo Starr didn't really like it, but sort of knew that they had to I think put he songs was, like I that think on the album. Ringo was payrolled. <laughs> I think he just had to, I think he just had to sit there nine to five and just wait and just play along. Well I think I think with this one like he was like he salaried. Sort of, he sort of just understood that they needed songs like that on the record because a lot of people liked th- those quirky grandma songs, songs granny yeah. songs so yeah anyway moving on to that's like four. like um, ed sheeran does one for radio one and one for radio two on his yeah 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 pretty much yeah one. so yeah uh oh darling this is good mccartney it is you can tell it's him because he goes Woo! yeah but the the choruses are Really, like, I, I always thought that they were John and that the verses were Paul, but they're not. It's all Paul. So Paul's got a great voice. He's probably got the best voice. In, oh, in, absolutely, in for sure. Like, Lennon was great at writing. He's got a really good rock, like, breaky, breaky up voice, like, Wah! you know, like, yeah. when he's, like, properly going for it. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we sometimes forget, I think, because of the Guns N' Roses version, that Paul McCartney is the guy that brought us Live and Let Die. Yeah, I know. Which is an absolute maybe his best, Maybe his best song. Um, so, his hardest rocking song, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else have I got? But yeah, Oh Darling, what I put here? So The second guitar is shit, I've put. Like John or, or George, oh, whoever played it. <laughs> yeah it's an ex- it's an example of george being like this is not my song i will just you're gonna put a truck down george yeah yeah, yeah i've got one for you boop, bop, boop, boop, bop, boop. Is, that, is that all uh, you're gonna do the, the the choruses are quite different to the verses aren't they like the verses are quite tame and timid but the choruses are really like sort of intense um yeah i, I feel like this this is and there's a few times like this where I where I sort of reflect. I sort of have already with with uh, something, haven't I? Where I'm saying like, well, I can see where like Pink Floyd, Bowie, and then like future like stoner rock bands probably take a lot from from that sound. Well, yeah. I think I think bands like The Clash come from this. Like this is like that. Yeah, I can see where like punk is is. The idea of punk is there in the chorus of this song to me. Yeah, like the sort of the scream, sort of the screamy, vocal. screamy vocal. Yeah, because that—that's the thing. I think this era of Beatles, like the last few albums that they recorded, when they became a recording band and not a touring band, and their creativity really started to go in different directions. Like 
it's just like that that like poppy rock music, but then infused with all this different emotion and these different like experimental things. That's where like most of modern music fucking comes from. It's really weird. Like you can just hear stuff. Yeah, like they somehow knew they had like the keys to it and like laid it all out for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It's, they they set the framework for oh, the people to pick up. Oh, did they steal it all from black musicians? Uh, I think a lot of yeah. There, there's certain because they they cut they cut the teeth, didn't we? Playing like. Like old soul, rock and roll and rock blues and, and soul numbers and soul in Germany. Yeah. So, and they basically got that songbook down to such a degree that they could just adopt bits yep. from it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is soul. Oh, darling, there's so much. Yeah, soul it's in like it. blues and soul, isn't it? Like the, yep. the way it's laid out. It's like a doo wop song. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's. I don't really have much much more to add on that one. Do you? No, I think now we, we move on to one of the I'd seminal rather, Beatles I'd, tracks. I'd rather not. Do we have to? Um, it's this track five. It's Octopus's Garden. Um, I'll just I'll just run. My notes are really short on this one. We'll just read our notes out. Oh, Ringo. It's pop. It's on drugs. It's mad. It's Ringo. Was all I could, was I've, all I, I could I've got say. first bullet, Ringo. Yep. Second bullet. I bet they put the lyric sheet on the fridge. <laughs> third bullet the bubble the bubble sounds over the solo i enjoy <laughs> is this is this just has ringo just knocked on the door after after practice every day come to the engineer years, like put this on the album or i'll fucking kill you <laughs> <laughs> guys guys it's I track, really want this it's gonna be track fucking six i really want it on there i've gone all brummy so i've had it for had it for years. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my last chance. It's like, Lads. It's like, I feel it. The band's breaking up. I just want it on there. <laughs> oh, go oh, on, go on Ringo. there, Ringo. Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going and brummy a lot. But there is, I, I do think that there are some... Favourite member of the Beatles, really... Timothy Spall. <laughs> I don't think he was a brummy. I think he's just a brummy in everything. Anyway... So, uh, yeah, I just have, I have absolutely nothing on this. She's so heavy, slash I want you. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, oh no, oh, oh, Ringo. Oh, okay. Octopus is um, Ringo. Uh, yeah, so Octopus is Ringo, yeah. Um. <laughs> That's it, we've said it, we've said it. It's just a song about an octopus's garden. Yeah. That he would like to be in. For someone that, for someone that was like... Oh, that's Paul's granny music, but we have to have it on the album. This is fucking granny music. Do you think Ringo. it's like a cut, an outtake this is from... It's a child song. Because we did um, Yellow Submarine, didn't we? So I, I wonder it if is, it's yeah. left over. I, I actually think a lot of this album is, is... is It's not... So I think Get Back, Let It Be, and Abbey Road are probably just them revisiting things like for instance um one of them i've just saw i can't remember which one it was i think it might have been uh might have been something that actually appeared on a different one first and then no it wasn't it was oh darling uh it was actually recorded in one of the get back sessions and it actually appears on an earlier release but then they re-recorded it so like i do think you're right i think it's like a lot this of, it's is like... just going We've got a shitload of songs. We're not getting on very well anymore. Let's get them Spend all down. 1969 recording the shit out of all of them. Yeah. And then we'll have music to release if we can't sort our shit out, basically. Obviously, they never could sort the shit out. And I think, I think really, just as an aside, um, I don't think that... What well, did, did honestly, John die the year after? Uh, no, John, John died in like 80... 80-something. Oh, oh, was it? Not 89. Yeah, I think so. That's um, way too late. No, it's not. Uh, 1986, I think it is. Oh, okay. Uh, da, 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 I had it been way earlier than that. Da. Oh, no, sorry. 8th of December, 1980. 80. Right, so, so, he, so, so he, he had was, another decade. So they had, they had 10 years there where John, they were all making... So he was fucking about doing that Imagine and shit, yeah, weren't so they, he? they were like, all making music outside of the Beatles. And I, and I do think that if... If John hadn't have been, hadn't have been killed... They probably would have would have revisited the Beatles. I, I, 
because you, you sort of you can almost see it. It's like even now, like we're still bringing him out now, aren't we? Well, <laughs> it's just the way that you. I don't know if you saw that, like the BBC actually did like a mini documentary on that new track. Oh no, had, I didn't. Like interviews with Ringo and Paul, and I think you can see the regret. That they did, yeah, that I imagine ever. I imagine do a song to, at least a song together again and i think that paul and john were obviously paul and john were, were, were obviously like best of the best weren't they like they were they were like they were the bands really like, like they, the other two were just yeah there. But, but yeah they you know they were best mates and obviously i feel like the scars are definitely still there yeah that they couldn't they couldn't figure it out in the at the, at the end of the 60s but yeah, so anyway, the the last so this is a two this is obviously was made for vinyl, so there's two sides. So the last song on this side is She's So Heavy. When you're listening to it on a streaming service like I have in the last couple of days, you lose that. You lose that it's two separate sides. Right? Yeah, definitely. So my main thing on this song is it's so fucking long. But if it's if it was the last song on a side of an album, you can kind of get why yeah, it's so it, long. They do that, don't they? So it'd be like two, like... It's like a track, double album. Like the end, the last track would be like a big long mm-hmm. player of it, or you know, like a ballad maybe, and then they bring it back in the second half with something yeah. more upbeat. Usually. So this song, again, this is like John... John bookends this half of the album with... This is, this is, is this start, John. Come together at the start. And Fucking she's so John. heavy like, at the end. We're going to go uh, real groovy you. on this one. Mate, I, I've got here, where, as I said, that in Paul, you can see the birth of like that punk spirit and the way that punk vocals were maybe going to go in the future. Like, There's parts of this song, particularly the the heavy bit. Yeah. This is like metal. It's an outline metal. for metal. Metal is coming here. Like, yeah. Black Sabbath... Listening to this in the late sixties, Ozzy Osbourne's favorite band is the Beatles. Yeah, for this, sure. This is probably where it comes from. They're like, let's do the Beatles, but slow it down. I think is what they sort yeah. of said, and that's what they did. Slow it down, make it. I don't know, like more like. Yeah, a bit more. Like chuggy. Like I don't know. I don't. If you listen to like, like we might have to do a Black Sabbath album actually. But yeah, yeah, there's definitely scope there for that. Their stuff is so like, for better, for lack of a better term, like groovy, like very like seventies groovy, yeah, like yeah. you know, like not what you'd expect when you hear Black Sabbath. You think like, oh, it's going to be like really heavy and like like you think like Motorhead even, or, or you think like Dio. You era. see, Motorhead isn't metal, is it? Like it is, or like I guess it or is, like parano- Paranoid, which isn't really like what they were like. That's no, what. yeah, but it's like Motorhead, I think. That's almost like... That's 80s punk. anyway, it's yeah, it's like punk. punk. It's almost, really. it's like adjacent. Um, it's like really loud, fast. loud and fast punk. Um, Maybe a bad but, example, but yeah. But yeah, but yeah, so that's what I said here, but I've just said like the verses are fucking amazing in this song. Like it's just the swing of 60s all over. So I've got, I'll let you go and then I've got like a, an analogy all right. This song so it? I've got what you just said. Like, feels like it inspired all the music that came after in terms of like heavy rock. Mm-hmm. And I've put. I do think the more bluesy ones are a bit filler though on this on this album. Like they're a bit like let me go on a bit, and there's a bit of like noodling. This song. This song is very noodly. It's very long. I don't think it needs to be anywhere near as long. But like in the verses, like I, I've just I've just put here. This is the song James Bond plays while he's sipping a whiskey after banging your mum, but you're not even <laughs> but you're not even mad at him. Yeah. About it. Like, yeah. You're just like, but yeah, they're like the really vibesy yeah. bit where yeah, it's yeah. like the solo. Yeah, uh. but, um, I've said like it's like a sort of bluesy filler song where like but the, the Beatles server is still good enough to bullshit a really really good bluesy yeah, filler song. Absolutely. I think this is this is probably my favorite my favorite track on there. I've also got I don't have this album on vinyl, but it must be like forty discs because it's so <laughs> fucking long. 
<laughs> it's probably two discs, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it, not double. It's si- second... It won't be double sided. It'll be it'll be two two two, two albums. Two albums like this is so yeah. That then that then brings us to the end of side A, I guess, of this record, which yeah is pretty solid actually. Side B, aside from where we're going to go in a second, it's a bit of a different story, isn't it? I think I think really it's not going to take us long to get through this because side B here is like one. It's one long song. It's it's one of those. I think possibly was meant to be a Beatles movie. I but think they did. Yeah, they like, it's like a, it, it plays like a rock opera a little bit, doesn't it? Um, yeah, a bit like you know Yellow Submarine and or like um, Dark Side of the Moon or something like that. Little, well, it's a bit of a concept, isn't it? But the Beatles they came in, up with in that terms thing. of like, like they made making a melody carry through songs. Yeah, yeah, and they made like they made several of these, but like I say, I don't believe that this was ever an act, actually a film, was it? Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Alexa doesn't know. Um, Good to know. Um, but it starts with track seven, which is Here Comes the Sun. Oh, it does. Probably the most well-known track on the album, weirdly, uh, aside from Come Together. It's See, that that's the thing about, I think, a lot of the Beatles records. Because they release so many records, their like, anthology of hits is amazing. But actually, if you listen to a single Beatles album, you often find yourself going, where are the hits? Yeah. Like, like this album doesn't have shit loads of hits on it, does it? It has two. It has come together. I think a lot of people's favorite Beatles album is the best of the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, I would agree. I, I like this album. I don't, I don't worship it. I don't think it's the best thing ever, but I like this album. But... It's not full of hits. Not like the other one we're about to do in a bit. No. <laughs> Spoilers. I don't know whether they... We've mentioned it already. Yeah, well, I just mean... Um, yeah. Sort of letting my opinions go on that at the moment. But it's, yeah. So, like, they're, they're not a hits band. They weren't a hits band, really, were they? Not at this point in their career. They weren't really They were just doing it for either. them, weren't they, at this point? They were just making... They had the money and they were just making music because they could and just, you know... Yeah. That's we made so, it their jobs, I guess. So I've just, I've just sort of said, it's like, here comes the sun. It's the ultimate pop song, isn't it? It's like this, I said, this it, would it's slap like, if it came it's, out tomorrow. It's like the happy birthday of the Beatles. Yeah. Like everyone knows this song. But it's just it's like this would this would still like go if it came, if it came out tomorrow, written by I don't know Ed Sheeran. It'd still be a hit. Now it probably wouldn't sound exactly the same, but the chords, the lyrics, the melodies would still work now. Like, that's I, how good it is as a pop song. I think what's interesting as well is Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys came out in 1966. Yes. And you can hear this, you can hear that all over it a little bit in terms of how they do the, the like, because I guess multi-tracking was new. Yeah. That's when that started. And I guess they were doing the same things from the, the, the Beach Boys did. Yeah, well, there was a, it was a huge rivalry, like, right? Yeah. So, like they they wanted to one up each other the whole time. It was a proper I, arms race. I don't I don't necessarily think that the two bands probably saw it like the media and and yeah, like the world not. since looking back on it was. I don't think they were probably thinking like, oh, they, we need to fucking fuck up the Beatles. Was very American um, in the terms of they just wanted to make. Apart from Brian Wilson, they just wanted to make as much money and sing about surfing as they could. And why the fuck not? And, and, and Brian <laughs> Wilson just wanted to do all the drugs and sing songs about love. And then, like, it, you know, there's a really good film called um, L- Love and Mercy about Brian Wilson. Like, in, okay. when he was, like, an older man and he'd sort of lost his marbles. And he was, yeah, like, yeah. he was, like, being kept by his manager and, like, manipulated for his money. It's a really good film. But, yeah, and it sort of tells the story of how it all, like, yeah. came about. And now, like his dad sold all the publishing rights, which happened to the Beatles as well. They lost all their publishing rights as well in a stupid deal. Yep. But yeah, so um, little tangent. Here there. comes the sun. It's great pop song, and then it's all just like it's just, then it just sort of just it's all that merges into one. There is a bit like here comes the sun does sort of come back with Sun King, right? Where they're talking about here comes the Sun King. I don't. It's all a bit weird, isn't it, after that? Like, I'm not... 
basically because then follows that, which is um, a Lennon song. Just to go back, by the way, I did did allude to one of the songs on the album being about Yoko. That was that's I want you. Oh, I can so imagine. Heavy. Yeah, yeah that it's makes about sense. being. He's, it's, he's basically written it about being balls deep in Yoko. Uh, <laughs> Christ, <laughs> that's not a thought that you want, is it? But yeah, so here comes the sun, and then because uh, another Lennon song, um, inspired by him listening to Yoko playing uh, a Beethoven on the it's piano. It's got that sort of very, like, the, the backing vocals are very, like, classical sounding. Yeah, so basically he he actually asked Yoko to play the chords to Moonlight Sonata backwards. So she played them in reverse order, and then uh, Lennon basically wrote this song around that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so there's, there's like, three-part harmonies on it. Yeah. Triple tracked. I've, I've got vocals in the mix. I've got Beach Boys again. Yeah. I've also put this is where ELO got their shit from. Yeah. But again. Yeah. It's like, I would also say, yeah, it's like Fleetwood Mac. Like, it's coming yeah. from, like, yeah. that, that is all coming from this as well, right? Like, Fleetwood Mac, ELO. It's all, it all comes back to, to Abbey Road. Yeah, yeah. Because this is there's songs on this album I think that aren't quite as like Sergeant Pepper's is like the other like huge one that came out a couple of years was it sixty seven, mm. mm-hmm. and that's like always credited. But that's like that's an acid trip, really. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. Like this is much more like you got the daft jackets on. Yeah. So and then the rest of the album is just it's like a sixteen minute medley. I've just sort of ended up writing bits of songs that I like down. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's actually listed on the on the Wikipedia page. Um, it it's just listed as medley. It's not actually listed like it is on the streaming service where each track is called something. No, yeah, it's just medley. It's just a medley. Yeah, it's two it's two actual songs in "Here Comes the Sun" and "Because" and then medley. medley. Um, which does that include? You never give me your money, then as well. Yeah. So basically, it's it's eight tracks. Uh, short songs and song fragments recorded and blended by McCartney and uh, Martin. Was that the producer? I assume that's the producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Martin. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, of course. No, because, um, yeah, so... Put down some great banjo that guy, never got heard. The guy's son is also a music producer. He was on. He was on the one show with McCartney when they were talking about the new song. Like he's, Fucking. he's like gone through the whole. Nepo, yeah, anyway. baby. But yeah, so um, so some songs were actually written during, even as far back as the White Album, the Get Back, Let It Be sessions. Um, but McCartney wanted to. Uh, wang them in there yeah medley, i think they've the all this album they've all got reason. really like big cool bits in them but there's not enough yeah. there's not enough there for them to be their own song yeah you never give me your money it's about publishing rights again mm-hmm. <laughs> uh sun king it goes um sun king doesn't have anything does it really that one? Oh no it does it has a weird bit where they do like a harmonized like atonic like different language section which is yeah. cr- horrible and crap so it's <laughs> so one like, section of the entire album i would describe as horrible and crap <laughs> i think i think to me like what are you doing guys stop it you never give me your money and carry that weight could just they should just be because they're the same thing aren't they yeah. it's like a reprise yeah like, just they should have just made, made that, that a song. song. Like it had been that those are the two best bits out of the rest of this this album to me. Mr. Mustard, such a dirty old man, best bit. Polyphene Pam. So good looking, but she's a but she looks like a man. So here we go. So there, there's a few notes that I have on this, but I don't think we need to go too much further. So basically, um you know we're giving your money sort of a centerpiece because it's probably the longest bit of the medley, Yeah, it's I like think. the main mel- mel- mm-hmm. so, melody, isn't it? Cracking songwriting. Me, Mr. Mustard is where Alex Turner built his entire character from. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. You could listen to that 
and such a mean old man. <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, polythene Pam makes me wonder if the whole accents thing was just a weird sham. Like, did they all just force themselves to not sing with Scouse accents the whole time? Because it's just in Scouse, which is just really weird. Bathroom windows weird. Golden slumbers is amazing and goes in to carry that weight seamlessly. Yeah. I've put this whole section is like the equivalent of the Beatles putting all their unfinished garage band projects together. But, yeah. but they're the Beatles, so they're good. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Um, so let's just summarize and, and get out of here. I what about guess. Her Majesty, about fucking the Queen, going out with the Queen and have a cup, yes. having a cup of tea? Is it, is it another. John, uh, another Paul Grandma song, do we think? Possibly. Let me just have a look here. Um, oh, no, that's <laughs> that's the Wikipedia page about the murder of John Lennon. That's not the one we need. Um, Was it a hidden track? Did we do hidden tracks in vinyl? Was that a CD thing? Her Majesty is, isn't part of the medley. Her Majesty is just a song that they... So basically, I was really pleased. It was to recorded see it was by McCartney. Seconds. Yeah, um, grandma song before the rest of the group turned up to Abbey Road to start sessions. So he he basically just, just, just went. Got this idea. This idea, boys. Got this idea. Martin, just just put it on there. Um, so it was originally included in a rough mix of the two of the side two medley. So it actually originally appeared between Mister Mustard and Polythene Pan. No. But McCartney didn't like how that sounded um, oh, is it when it included Her Majesty, it so he asked for it to be cut. Track. So basically, um... <laughs> so George Martin told the sound engineer not to throw out anything. Mm. Um, McCartney didn't want this, like didn't want any of it anymore. Um, but the the production team just, just wanged it on the stuck end it on, anyway. Stuck it on the end, it, on the end it record. Yeah. I like that. Um, so the tape box bore an instruction to leave Her Majesty off the final product, but the next day, the mastering engineer... Just uh, put it on there just, anyway. Yeah. So he cut a payback, playback lacquer of the whole sequence, including Her Majesty, and the Beatles ended up liking it and just left it on there. So, yeah... So it opens with the final chord of me, Mr. Mustard. This would not happen these days, though, would it? Um, but, yeah. It's really weird. It wasn't listed on the on the album track list. So it is a hidden it track. Wasn't hidden, it was like possibly ever the first ever hidden track, I would imagine, yeah. It's not as good as um, um, Tangerine Nights by um, Tenacious D. Malibu Dreams. But so yeah, that that's that really, isn't it? Um, what are your thoughts here? It's a fucking um, journey, isn't it, of an album to listen to in one go? Yeah, I, I think my. I'm not going to say that it's. I think I'm going to come off the fence straight away. It's like, I'm not going to say this is an overrated album. I don't think it is. I think Here Comes the Sun is probably like an overplayed. It's got 1.5 billion plays yeah. on, on Spotify. But as an album, I'm not going to say that I think it's overrated. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's good. I think there's so much good stuff on here. Is it the be- is it an album full of absolute bangers? No, I don't think they were concerned with that. They just put out what they had. They just it just came out of their pause, didn't it? This yeah. shit. So they just did it. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say it's like. Whilst I think underplayed is probably we have we have two binary. I guess we. I don't want to be too binary about what we what we think about this, but I I would say that this is not an overrated album. I think it's worth the. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth its its sort of hyperbole, but not, even, not to that level. Even though the cover has led to traffic woes on Abbey Road itself for years to come, that's that's probably where I would put my final point on this album: is that the album cover is more iconic than the. Music yeah, it probably is. Album. That's probably right. Yeah, um, 
That's why I think it's under. Guess what? The, it's under guess under. what? What the thumbnail is going to be? What us photoshopped onto? Yeah, 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 yeah. thank God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got to be. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's me out on this. I think. What about you? No, yeah, that's it's Do that's it. I think I think we agree. It's okay. it's not underrated. It's perfectly rated. Is that what yeah, we're saying? I think it's. I think it's probably. It probably deserves the level of love that it gets because of just the impact that it had. Do I think that it's like the best album ever written and recorded? No. But do I think it's shit? Absolutely not. It's fucking bangers on there. Some good stuff. Big old bangers. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Check out the show notes for ways to get in touch. If there's an album that you absolutely adore that nobody will listen to that you would like us to consider for a future episode, please let us know. Believe by Disturbed. Give (laughs) Give us a like. Give it a, a Imagine subscribe. Imagine believe by disturb. <laughs> hey, if someone requests it, buddy, it's going on the list there. Just a just a bit of a peek behind the curtain. The way we do this is we have a list that we we add albums to every so often when it starts to get depleted, and we just roll like a random number generator and and take whatever comes out. Basically, two of us are. Paddy's choice and Tom's choice. Yeah, so, so we're we're actually just gonna yeah we're gonna have some in each season. We'll chuck a wild card in just just to keep things interesting and make sure it's not just all of like these albums. We that, could maybe do a special every now and again if something comes out that's a big deal. Yeah, I th- I thought that as well. I think that's an offline discussion that we need to have. Um, I don't know. I've said it now. Oh yeah, well yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, but yeah, so thanks thanks for listening. Uh, if you made it to the end, and we'll catch you in the next one. I've See been Tom. You. I've been Paddy. And this has been Bye. Bye. Bye.